And one of the great joys we get to do as your priests when we serve you is that we, we experience with you the whole range of human experience on any given day. We're with you in the times of joy, sorrow, and celebration. And yesterday was one of such of those roller coaster days. We beautifully celebrated back-to-back weddings yesterday. The first wedding was a younger couple in their 20s. And it was a beautiful, glorious wedding. And I think one of the reasons why our parish here is such a wedding factory is because of our long aisle. And I always tell the, I always tell the women, I said, when you walk down this aisle and everyone's looking at you, I always tell them, milk that moment. Walk slowly. And, and all of the action, by the way, even all, all the attention is always on the, on the bride. Look at the face of the groom. All of the drama is on his face. The next couple that got married, a little older couple, but not that much. But they're one of the major... One of, the, one of the pillars of our community. And the groom was a, or is a, sergeant in the Vallejo Police Department. So big, tough guy. Guess how his face looked? <laughs> he was a mess. We were making, I was making fun of him. I said, oh, look at you, big, tough guy, law enforcement guy in Vallejo. Where are you now? <laughs> it was a glorious wedding. And then we also celebrated yesterday evening. We had our huge Mariasi festival in the hall, a fundraiser for Our Lady of Guadalupe, one of the huge celebrations we had in December. All oh, that place was packed. The, if you've ever been to a mariachi band, you know, the, the music was so joyful. And we had a great time. It was a, it was a, it was a mariachi festival slash dance slash dinner. It was amazing. And then before the evening mass, that was the main celebrant yesterday, we get an email from the bishop's office. It said that our previous pastor here, Father Michael McFadden, you remember Father McFadden? He's on hospice. So, as we know, he had a stroke a couple years ago. And his health has been steadily declining, and now the doctors think that, that no more intervention will, will help. Of course, Father McFadden was here for so long, and he was part of the renovation of the church. And so we're going to pray for Father McFadden, amen? We're going to pray that he will have a glorious death, glorious, victorious death as Christians we have confidence in. And so that was yesterday at St. Mary's Parish. And one of the great tasks as well as your priests, again, running the whole spectrum of human experience, is that it is our role to preach on hard, difficult topics. On November 8th, we have our election. And one of the propositions on the ballot, which will be for our discernment, is Proposition 1. 
It expands access. It's one of those issues which divides our country bitterly. Inflames passions on both sides. And rightly so because it is a sensitive and deeply personal topic for many. And the Catholic Church, all of the bishops of California, have united to encourage the Catholic faithful to vote no on Proposition 1. Why? Essentially what Proposition 1 will do is that it will make abortion legal practically all the way through nine months. It will enshrine abortion in our state's constitution. And it will open up more funding so that you and I as taxpayers, will fund these procedures. And through all of the hot-button issues and the, and the passions, why does the Catholic Church always oppose abortion? And I want to take a step back and to show how we look at this issue. And it harkens back all the way to Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. It is a story of creation. God, who beautifully, of course, we know the story well, he's creating the earth and the universe. He separates the, the lands from the sky. He creates the waters, the heavens and the earth. He creates the animals. And then as his crowning achievement, it's said that he takes the clay, the dust of the earth, forms it into Adam. And then in the next beautiful line, it says that God takes the clay of the earth, Adam, and ruha into him. Ruha, it literally means in Hebrew, the breath of God into him and creates us in his image and likeness. From this principle of Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, would become the foundational moral principle of Western civilization and human dignity. It states that every single human being is worth more than a thousand sons, has inherent dignity, value, and worth. From conception until natural death. That's the first principle of the Catholic Church. Which is why, from beginning from that principle, and then whatever circumstance, whatever course of action now we, 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 we're striving to discern, we must operate from that principle that we have now a person with inherent dignity. And it is always wrong to take the life of an innocent person. That is where we begin as the Catholic Church on this difficult issue of abortion. In the year 371, there was a monk. His name was Telemachus. They had funny names back then. Telemachus found his way into the city of Rome. And in the city of Rome, at that particular time in history, the Romans loved gladiatorial games. It was their version of soccer, football, baseball, basketball, all rolled into one. 
It was their sport of choice. Which is why when you go to Rome today, you see the magnificent Roman Colosseum. Probably the pinnacle of their stadiums. And on the floor of the Roman Colosseum were gladiators would fight to the death. On the ground there, they would cover the floor with sand. Why sand? Ask yourself, why sand? Well, because when bodily fluids would fall onto the sand, it's easier to clean up. All you have to do is scoop it out or cover it. Easy cleanup. Which is why in Latin, sand is arena. We get our English word arena from it. It harkens back to the days of the Roman Empire. Telemachus now in 371 would enter into the Colosseum, where historians said that in the lifespan of that Colosseum, 400,000 gladiators would see their end. 400,000. Just in that one building. He's sitting in the stand surrounded by 50,000 spectators. Two gladiators decked in armor, swords, are beginning their mortal combat. Telemachus, seeing what's happening, he jumps from the stand onto the sand, runs in between the gladiators, and he says to them, No, stop this. In front of 50,000 people. How do you think this crowd responded to him? They booed him. They picked up stones and pummeled him. Telemachus would die that day. The Roman emperor at that time period was a man by the name of Honorius. When he heard the story of this brave, faithful, Monk, he would decree from that moment on that gladiatorial games in the Roman Empire must stop. You see, Telemachus understood Genesis 1, verse 27, that even gladiators are created in God's image and likeness. Do you see now why, if we maintain and hold, and as we, as we teach, from the moment of conception, a new human person is now one of our brothers and sisters. Why, like Telemachus, we say, we must protect this life. If this congregation is like an average congregation, an average group of people, 
then it is safe to say that you, that you and your family is like mine. That your family has been touched by abortion in some way. And I want you to hear, if you've ever had an abortion or participated in procuring one for someone, we do not condemn you. You see, the mercy of God is lavish, amazing. And there is no sin too big or too great or too shameful. It cannot be forgiven. The mercy of God extends to everyone. And there is no condemnation here if we repent. And so on November 8th, we encourage you to look up Proposition 1. See what the practicalities of this proposition will do. And we're asking the Catholic faithful to be the new Telemachus of today. And to say no, 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 no.